I'm teaching today again on God's good favor, the favor of God. How many know God is good? Somebody say God is good. Read this scripture with me. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And His truth endures to all generations. Stop. Aren't you glad that His mercy and this, His truth does not skip this generation? Amen. He never stopped being this. Now, I want you to read this chapter, or these verses with me in Psalm chapter 30, verse 2 through 5. Read with me. O Lord my God, I cried to you for help and you restored my health. You brought me up from the grave, O Lord. You kept me from falling into the pit of death. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Man, I love that teaching. Anybody love that teaching? I just love that. Psalm 30. What was that? Psalm 30. Go home and read that. Anybody been tested before? Recently? Where are you? Anybody recently been tested? Today? This morning? I'm with you. Past eight months? Everybody's gone through a test. The rich, the poor, the young, the old, doesn't matter what color your skin is. People keep saying this, we're in this together. I'm saying, what? This test, this trying time. So whether you live in a tropical paradise or an Alaskan wilderness, same test. You say, well, I'm, I'm excluded from it because I live in Fiji. You know, nope, doesn't matter where you live. Everybody's going through the same test. Can I get an amen? amen. There is a similarity to it. And it doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian. Yep, I saw one hand shout for that. So We call it a pandemic. People are still sitting a distance apart. We love each other and we can't stand each other. I didn't hear that. So we wear masks as we come and go. We, we are it just... Uh, I was walking out of a grocery store the other day, and as I was walking out the grocery store, there was a sign on the way out the door that said, we require you to wear masks. And I thought, does that mean as I'm leaving? And then it said, and to remain apart. And I'm thought, wait, I'm going outside right now. Can't tell me what to do, and I'm going outside. Nobody ever has those feelings with me. I just like, I know you said, Pastor, you're weird. I know. I just like... How many stay six foot apart signs? And I want to ask this question honestly. How many have ever went to a store and walked the wrong way down an aisle? Okay. And not even thought about it. And you're coming down and the aisle's going back. And then you just start moonwalking all the way back. You know, it just, it's just, it's just interesting. And it's, and it's, it's just odd. It's awkward. You know, this, uh, this, Time has, is unbiased. I mean, people say, I just want everybody to be treated the same. We got the pandemic. Amen. Doesn't matter who you are. It's not biased. It's not ra- racist. It's not ageist. It's, it doesn't care if you're Democrat or it doesn't matter if you're Governor Northam or uh, President Trump. Doesn't matter who you are. So, and, and I said, when I said we're all going through it, 
I'm, I'm saying that the worst of it, it, I don't believe, is the virus itself. The worst of it is the hopelessness and the despair that has been that, that has been it's perpetuated the, by the isolation, the anxiety, the economic uncertainty. Statistically, over half of all those pursuing mental health assistance speak of the pandemic as the major contributor of their struggle. And it's almost illegal. It's almost, it's almost a riotous and un-American thing to say that we shouldn't be afraid. No, be afraid. Be very afraid. And I think there are some things that there are wisdom. Can I get that? Can I get an amen? Like, you should not run out into traffic. Okay? That's wisdom. But to live in fear is not a healthy thing. We've been declaring for the past couple of weeks at Freedom... In the face of all that is going on in the world, God did not stop being good. I said God is good. We learned last week that to know God and his glory is to know his goodness. You don't, you say, I know God. Do you know goodness? No. To know God is to know goodness. Remember in Exodus 33, when Moses asked to see God's glory, God actually said, I'm going to let you see, I'm going to walk past you and you're going to see my goodness. He said, I wanted to see your glory. My glory is my goodness. I want it to pass before you and I'm going to proclaim my name. And I'm thinking the names of God. Anybody ever heard Jehovah Rapha? Anybody heard that? That means he is the Lord, your healer. Anybody heard uh, Jehovah Shalom? He is the Lord, your peace. Anybody ever heard Jehovah Jireh? He is the Lord, your provider. I want you to know no matter what you're facing, God still has what you need. If you know God, you know his goodness. And he's not like little good. He's alpha omega good. He is is overwhelmingly good. To say that he is holy is also another way to say that he is good. His goodness, however, specifically moves us to understand his hand and his actions. How many can say God has been good to you? So somewhere in the room, somewhere right now, somewhere on the property is a white-haired man with a beard running around barefoot. Anybody know who I'm talking about? Somewhere, somewhere around here is this guy that's good, okay? Now, listen, we pay him nothing. We've never given him a salary. Sometimes you start paying people, they start thinking they're working for money. But we don't ever pay. Anybody know what I'm talking about right now? Anybody know his name? His name's Tim. Okay. You know, this morning I asked him to do something. He'd already done it. And uh, then he'd come and told me some other things that he did. You know, it's, and I'm thinking, why do you do that? And I'll ask him on occasion, and I'll say something like, thanks, Tim, for doing that. He says, no, you don't have to thank me. Anybody heard him say this? Really? After all the Lord has done for me, after all this church has been to me, I'm just so glad that I can do anything. 
I, I, I want to teach you a little bit about that. Anybody have somebody that's ever just done something good for you? Anybody without them asking? Somebody blessed me the other day. It was like, I didn't ask for that blessing. Needed the blessing. Didn't ask for it. Just walked up and blessed me. Just blessed me. And uh, I'm thinking, do people actually do that? And Do you ever look around just to see if you can be good to somebody? Anybody ever looked around just to see if it was a possibility? You saw somebody have a need and you did it. I mean, uh, Dinah knows how I'm bad about this. I'll notice that somebody didn't get a particular area of their yard cut or something. I'll go over and take care of it for them. You know, I got this little weed eater. I'll just, done. You know, people say, why would you do stuff like that? Anybody ever look for an opportunity like that? Anybody been in the drive-thru at McDonald's and the person up front buy your food for you? Really, people do that? Not as much as probably we should do it. I want to talk today about an element of God's goodness known as favor. And I want to talk to you about experiencing God's favor And from this perspective in Romans 8, 31, read this with me. What shall we say in response to these things? This line, say it. If God is for us, who can be against us? You need to read that again. If God is for us, who can be against us? All right, I'm telling you, it's a problem. I've seen people frozen in their tracks, afraid to go further. But can I tell you, we have an edge as believers An edge as children of God, we have an edge, and that is hope. If God is for us, can sickness win? I'm saying if God is for us, uh, those who hate you, those who attack you, do they win? Do you hear what I'm saying right now? If God is for us, it doesn't do any good for anything to be against us. He is for us. So we overcome everything that is against us. What do we overcome? We overcome everything that is against us. Amen. How many have had a battle recently? Yeah. I had a battle just preparing to stand up here this morning. I'm busy, but... So many things going on. My weekend was kind of crazy. I had a wedding, had a funeral, had another funeral that I was supposed to do, but uh, it was transitioned. And so, uh, you know, rather than, you know, two weddings and a funeral, it was two funerals and a wedding. And uh, in the midst of all of that, uh, just just life and then just uh, anybody ever had the enemy try to leverage things in your head? Wave at me. Wave at me. Anybody ever had that? Just, you know, you say, well, pastor, not you. You're the pastor. No, you're beyond all of that. Look, if Jesus wept, I can weep. All right. So, but, but still there, there's this truth that God is for me. So many people immediately move swiftly to what's God got against me? What's God doing right now? You know, you got the OMG expletive constantly. Something bad happens and and you scream, you know, oh my, and off you go. When something is going on, what I mostly need is a very clear, God, I don't know what's going on, but I'm so thankful for your favor. In fact, why don't you try saying these two words right now? Somebody say, praise God. Just say, praise God. In fact, the next time something hits you in the face, would you just go ahead and give thanks to God? Would you go ahead? Yeah, I got a diagnosis, but praise God. God is still good. Anybody believe that? God is still faithful. I look 
in my past and all the stories that I tell, and I'll spare you all of the stories, but you've heard me talk about spinning out on a highway years ago and getting out and realizing that it was the favor of God. I was there by the favor of the Lord, but that's, that's the story of my life. Sick, God healed me. Sin, God delivered me. Accidents, God got me through it. Attacks, I'm still standing, not because I'm so bright or because I just, I, you know, I got a handle on everything. I am still standing because of God's favor. And in the difficulties, what I have learned is my difficulties, my test is a great opportunity to experience God's favor. Some of you are asking, but what about me, pastor? How can I obtain the favor of the Lord? Let me ask you, is there anybody saved in this house? Anybody saved? Anybody saved? So I want to begin by telling you this. Favor comes as a package deal. Favor comes with your new birth. It's by favor, by grace how many know grace is God's favor? Sometimes we call it his unmerited favor. For by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It Read this next line. Favor, salvation is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. I'm telling you, salvation is literally God's favor. I know people of all walks of life who have been saved by grace. I mean, have you ever looked at somebody and said, well, that person can't be saved? You know, somebody, and Savannah, she came by the church the other day. How are you doing, Savannah? I'm talking about you right now. Brought some sister with her, and she found her on the street corner and brought her to church. Said, Savannah, why are you doing bringing people to church like this? You know, the lady was a mess, totally, all right? She needed food. She needed clothes. She needed a lot of stuff. And uh, when she left, she had clothes and food. Amen. All right? But that was just a deposit on something that I want to see happen later in her life. And that is when she's completely transformed by the power of Christ. Say, so, well, if you're a sinner, you say, ain't no way that person can be saved. What are you talking about? Jesus came to save us all. Anybody remember when you were saved? Anybody got a story of salvation? Come on, wave at me. Now, I want you to start waving. Start waving. Start waving. Anybody been saved? Now, when I'm saying that he saved you, is your story like he saved you or like he saved you? All right? So, come on. Let me see your wave. Anybody got one of these stories? I mean, he didn't just save me. He didn't just say, he saved me. He reached down into a pit and dragged me out. He rescued me. I'd have been dead. I was lost. I was dead demonized. Satan had control, a chokehold on my life. I was going under for the last time and I reached up my hand and he pulled me out. Some of you guys don't remember this story. You don't remember this, but I was not the founding pastor. I've served this, as pastor of this church longer than the rest of the pastors probably combined by now, but the founding pastor was a dear friend of mine named Troy Simmons. Anybody in this room remember Troy Simmons? Just hold your hand up. There's a few of us. One, two, three, four, my hand, five, and Diana six. We're the ones who remember Troy. Troy and Nell Simmons, two of the most precious people. 
But at his funeral, we sang it. He would come up and sing it on occasion. I was with him the moment that he passed. I wasn't even going to his house to tell him bye. I just came. I was a pastoral visit over at his son Kenneth's house. Uh, Troy was in a bed, but we weren't expecting him to pass, you know. I walked into the room, and I picked up his Bible and turned to a page and handed it over to him and read the scripture to him while he was laying there. And as I was reading the word of God to him, he breathed his last breath and went home to be with the God who was speaking that word. Troy, Troy, his first pastor as a young man, he and his wife founded Virginia Beach Church of God, which is what we know as Freedom Fellowship today. Hallelujah. But Troy used to always love to sing when he reached down his hand for me, but he would sing it differently. Anybody know that old hymn? When my Savior reached down, Jesus, for me, he had to reach way down for me. I was lost and undone without God or his son. When he reached, and Troy always changed the words here, when he reached down his hand and saved me. That's how he always sang it, just like that. Uh, and of course, some of you don't even know the song because usually the song finished when it reached down his hand for me. But Troy never finished it that way. He always raised it up and said, come on, wave your hand. Anybody saved in the house? He rescued me. He drew me out of a miry pit, the Bible says. People keep telling me how low they were. And one sister sent me a testimony in the mail the other day, Woke and, and she was talking about how God saved her, and she told me about all the intensity of her life and how broken and messed up she was. And then she wrote, one morning, in the, in the mess, I woke up and turned the TV on, and Joel Osteen was on there. And I heard him telling me about salvation. And while he did that, I gave my life to Jesus. And then she started watching other, didn't have a church to go through, just kept turning the channel and listening to Joel or listening to other individuals that might be preaching the word of God. Look, God has a way of reaching people. And we're not just sinners saved by grace. We are sons and daughters who were sinners saved by grace. You know these scriptures. I mean, I already preached these earlier, I think, right after our song, so I won't go back over it, but, you know, Galatians 4 and 7, but when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the full rights of sons, because you are sons, sons. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So when Holy Spirit comes, here's what we know. We're sons and daughters. Somebody shout amen. His Spirit comes inside, and the Holy Spirit, our newborn baby spirit, cries out, Daddy, cries out, Abba, says, I'm a part of the family of God. And we, one day, are going to have this great family reunion. Revelation 5, verse 9 says, they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seals. Read this. For you were slain, read, and have redeemed us to God by, and this is choir practice, sing, speak. You have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Amen. Look at the goodness of God. Look at how he sees us. People who not only are his children, but now you are, you, listen, you are heirs. You are, we are princes and princesses. And we will rise up and we will reign standing in the presence of God. 
But God also wants you to know an additional level of favor. Your father wants to do good things for you. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, what does that look like? Somebody shout freedom. You, if you freedom, yeah. Come on, let me just tell you stories. Freedom from addictions, deliverance from sin and evil, financial provision, hope for the lost and hurting families and friends overcoming depression, recovering your marriage, health, healing, being free from fear and anxiety, strength, and many more things are blessings and gifts that God promises to provide for those who believe in him. Have you ever been in a situation and needed help? Literally a favor that you knew no one else to ask. But the favor was too big for a man. You needed God to give you a favor. You're not the first person to need a favor, to be in a situation. And we hear of these stories in the Bible. It's Noah. Anybody remember Noah? The Bible says that God looked around the earth and there was no one that he could find. Evil had spread all over the world and all of the intentions of the hearts of man were against God. They were rebellious. They were evil. They were vile. But as he looked around the earth and he looked around the earth and he saw this and it was like he looked and it was like, how did, you know, I created them. I love them. I bless them. And they turned their backs on me. But the Bible says that Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. He found favor. So you might say, well, what does that mean? God's look, looking around and he's looking for somebody that he can favor somebody that he can bless and I want to be that one anybody else want to be that in all the world and all the evil that's going on in the world God sees you he sees you and he wants to bring favor to your life it's the story of Noah it's the story of Joseph who was sold into slavery but God raised him up right out of slavery right out of prison he raised him up and put him second in command of all of Egypt it's Moses who was cast into the bulrushes of the Nile River, but a princess came out and found him and restored him, and God raised this abandoned child up to become the deliverer and a friend of God. It's David, who was the least in his father's house, who was not even considered to be anyone, but David had found God in the shepherd's field, and Samuel said, I'm not leaving this house until you bring that kid out of the field that you have despised. It's David who though he was a mighty man of God was tossed into a lion's den and God shut the mouth of the lions and restored Daniel and used him as a prophet to remind all of us that this same God who loves us is also going to come back one day and redeem us all to be with him. But can I tell you favor is not just from God. Favor goes both ways. Proverbs 12, 2 says, A good man obtains favor from the Lord. Another word for good there is, A man who shows favor obtains favor. A man who favors the Lord also receives favor that God wants to give you. Above everything else, Noah found favor with God. But you know, sometimes... We want God's favor. How many want God to be glorified in your life? Anybody want God to be glorified? 
just blessed and lifted up in your life. So it's, it's kind of like this. Sometimes we want God's favor, but we won't do any favors for him. It's like, God, you bless me. And if you bless me, then I'll do something nice for you. Even when you're going through trouble and persecution, let me ask you this. If your life was being required, would you refuse to deny Jesus? Somebody say, I'll never deny him. I'll never deny him. Can you say that? You might say, I don't know what I'd do unless I was in that. God would know that I was just. No, I'm just. Are you with me on this? We're not going to deny Jesus. No matter what the circumstances. But what about in the little things that we're dealing with day to day? Say, I would never deny him. I mean, should we not favor God with our time? Should we favor God with our talents? Should we favor God with our treasure? Should we favor God with our ticker? That's right. They all started with T. With our ticker, with our hearts. Honor God with your time. You know, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside. The book of Colossians says, redeeming the time. Your time is important. So you want to make sure that we are favoring God with our time and with our talents. You know, you're blessed. How many know some of you are blessed? You know how to do things. Corporately, think of all we could do if we would just harness all of our individual talents and use them for the glory of God. And honor, the, honor God with your temple. This means your body. My body belongs to the Lord. This temple is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So when I do things that are righteous, I'm not doing it because I'm afraid if I don't, I'll die and go to hell. I want to honor God with my, with my temple. I want this temple to be a place where the Holy Spirit can joyfully reside. And honor God with your heart. This means... So many Bible verses speak that and, and encourage us to make God first in our heart. Our hearts are fully towards him. So simply put, walk upright before the Lord. All of those individuals that I mentioned, you know, like, like Noah and Joseph, they walked upright. They were favored in order to bring favor to the Lord. I want to honor the Lord with my life. I don't want to just get favor. I want my life to give favor. I love serving the Lord. Anybody else? I love serving God. I love praying for others. I love doing good for people. I love loving my neighbor. I'm into that. It brings glory to God. Matthew 5 and 16, Jesus says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Now, let me finish up with this, this statement. Understanding that, know this truth. It is God's nature to bless you. It's his nature. It's not that you have to beg God. How many know God will show up and bless you? Anybody know that? It was just, God, you did that. Anybody ever say that? That's just like God. Anybody ever say that? Just like God. Just like him to show up and do that. I read Philippians 4 regularly. Do not be anxious. Another scripture says, do not worry about anything. But in everything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request, your needs to God, your favors. God, these are the favors I need. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He says, don't, be, don't worry. Take it to God. Don't worry. Give it to God. 
It's when he opens, how I many know, that, that's when God opens doors that no man can shut. It's when unexplainable things can happen in your life, in your family, and in your health, and in your resources, and even in your disposition. Promotion and blessing. He will use situations that you thought were horrible, but if you had not got laid off, you wouldn't have the promotion you have right now. You just go ahead and trust him. Go ahead and praise him. Thank you, God. I'm just going to throw some scriptures at you as we wrap this up today, but you're going to need to look at them with me. Anybody know Isaiah 54? Anybody know the scripture, Isaiah 54 and 17? No, read it out loud, shout it. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. I love that. How many weapons will prosper that come against you? Somebody say no weapon. Shout it. No. Shout online. Come on. Just put it in the feed. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. That's the favor of God. I like Isaiah 41 and 10 in the message version. Don't panic. Read it. Don't panic. I'm with you. There's no need to fear for I'm your God. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. I'll hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you. Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. How come they got all that? Oh, that's mine. Jesus. Okay. One, one more. Proverbs 16, three, commit to the Lord, whatever you do and your plans will succeed. You need to read that again. Commit to the Lord whatever you do. And does anybody believe I'm reading God's word right now? Does anybody believe that? Say that for yourself again. Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will. Are there any successes in this room right now? Anybody that's succeeding? Wave at me. Anybody succeeding? You say, well, I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Just go ahead. I'm committing my plans to the Lord. He's going to favor me. Joshua 1 and 9, be strong. Oh, you know this, don't you? Be strong and courageous. Come on. Come on. Anybody got that hanging around your wrist like mine? All right. Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. Say it. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know, sometimes things have no human explanation. How were you in the right place at the right time with the right person? How did that, how did that happen? God comes and he literally intercepts the attacks and afflictions of your life and repositions you on a trajectory to a destiny that you never, ever dreamed possible. And we're, we are living in a day when we realize how broken everything is. You know, we can't seem to overcome sickness. I mean, even the president and the governor can't overcome racism, can't overcome anything. Can I tell you, of course not. Why are you anticipating that bad people who were broken and not serving the Lord and denying God will respond to you with favor? Have you ever asked Satan for a favor? You realize that racism is of Satan. Does anybody realize that? 
So if it's in you right now, Holy Spirit's already getting that. Jesus has an answer. Can't force someone to love another and to humble themselves to realize we're all created by the same God. We're in a broken society. I mean, the systematic, the, the systemic racism has been talked about. And then, you know, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I'm a white guy. So when somebody uses the term white privilege, it's like, hey, hey, you don't know where I come from. But at the same time, you don't know where other people come from. You don't know what it looks like to be in a situation and, and look and say, wow, how is it that somehow just because of the, the, the color of my skin and my background, this might happen in my life. But can I tell you, there is an answer to all of that. Can I tell you that there will always, no matter who you are, there will always be someone who tries to step on you and degrade you. Can I get a hand raising from somebody that says, I have been stepped on before. I have been degraded. I mean, people have looked at me for so in so many ways. I mean, I remember at one time just telling people I was a pastor was like, oh, you're one of those, you know, just kind of that. Can I tell you that I keep finding stories of people all over the world who have risen above it? Come on. We don't deny it. We just declare, I am who God says I am. We live righteously and we watch God do miracles. Can I tell you, no matter what your past or what people say about you, God is able to reach down and lift you up and elevate you and set you above a place. Even when people say all manner of evil against you, God favors you. Who can be against you? Somebody shout, God is good. I may be nothing to you, but the same power that raised Christ from the dead is living inside of me. You may hate me because of the color of my skin, but I am a child of the Most High God, and nothing is impossible for me. I may seem weak because of my story and my past. You may look down on someone because they are a man or a woman. But it was God who looked upon a woman and said to Mary, Blessed are you among women. You are blessed and highly favored. So can, come on, stand with me. Stand with me everywhere. I declare the favor of God upon you. Would you just Come on, lift your hands to receive. Would you do that? I declare the favor of God upon you. I declare the word of God to be true. I declare breakthroughs are coming into your life. That you will see and experience sudden eruptions of God's favor. Not a trickle, not a stream, but a flood of God's power, a flood of healing healing, a flood of wisdom, a flood of his favor. You are favored children of God. Open your hearts to the favor of God and anticipate greater things than you've ever experienced before. God will overwhelm you and you will experience blessings. Anybody receiving that or you just think I'm a big talking preacher right now? Come on, lift your hand. Lift your hands. I said a flood. I said breakthrough. Those sound like good evangelistic words right now. Get me talking. I said breakthrough, breakout, deliverance, healing, favor, favor, healing, deliverance, favor. Your hearts are being healed. Your wounds are not destroying you any longer. Favor. Can I tell you? Just say this. God, you are my father. Say it. 
I am your child. Say the word Abba. Okay, just doing that, just doing that. Those of you who come from extreme relational brokenness, just worshiping God in that particular place will cause the favor of God to melt your heart and begin to heal those places that have been deeply damaged by Satan. Just say it, Abba, I belong to you. Say it, Abba, I belong to you. Favor, 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 blessing, blessing and favor. Hold your hands up, sing, y'all sing. Just worship him, worship him with me. How oh, we worship him. I belong to you. receiving this then there are those that might feel like oh that's just another fancy sermon folks I would not be pastoring this church today if it was not for the favor of God I wouldn't be living in Virginia Beach if it wasn't for his favor I know that I would not be breathing if it wasn't for his favor I know I've been attacked personally and heavily in my life and spiritually but God's favor I am who God says I am. We are His body. Not only do we see in His Word that we are sons and daughters, but He gives us His supper to remind us as He says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. So when we receive the supper of the Lord, and I want you to prepare, hold the supper in your hands and open it. As you receive the supper of the Lord today, I want you to also anticipate to receive the favor of the Lord. Would you do that? Receive the favor. You might say, well, pastor, why do I go through trouble? God will let you go through trouble and his favor will be with you through it. Can I remind you of the one who is favored? When he went to the water to be baptized, you remember the words that the father spoke? He said, this is my beloved son. In him, I am well pleased. He walked through crucifixion, but the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, raised him from the dead after three days, and he sits at the right hand of the Father. That was the favor of God. And now for you, no matter what you're going through, shout it, I'm going to get through this. God favors you. He blesses you. Would you take the bread and the cup and hold it in your hands? This bread, the body of Christ. Do you receive the body of Christ? The body of Christ. I am. I receive the body of Christ. The favor of God. Receive the body. And then he said, this is my blood. Blood of the new covenant that is poured out for you. Here's his favor, his grace. He has saved you completely from all sin. Praise God. 
But understand this as well. You receive the blood of Christ. We're family. We're family. We are the children of the Most High God. The blood of the new covenant which makes us all one receive the cup. Praise you, Lord Jesus. So my prayer workers come and stand on my right. And as we complete the service today, one of the things I want you to do is if you need to give your life to Jesus, if you want to begin experiencing the favor of God in your life, I want you I want you to confess Christ as your Lord, as your Savior, right where you are, right at home, sitting there on your sofa, sitting in your bed, watching us online. Receive Christ. Confess Him as your Lord. Confess Him as your Savior. Let the favor of God begin to flow in your life. For all of you in this room today, whatever's going on in your life, you may be struggling with fear. You may be struggling in your life personally. These individuals who are standing here to my right would love to pray with you. They'd love to call on the Lord with you and anoint you his favor. He said, if you have sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And if they've committed sins, it will be forgiven them. There's favor here as we pray. So as you were dismissed today, I want you to come forward and receive prayer. Father, we thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for your word of favor. We thank you, God, because we know that you are for us and you are not against us. We thank you that we are children of the most high God. I bless my brothers and sisters now and ask, oh God, that you would heal them, deliver them, that they would experience your divine favor in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Turn his face, his favor towards you and give you peace. God bless you all. Be dismissed as you choose. If you like prayer, please come on down. We have individuals that are ready to pray for you, whatever your need might be. Sing.